Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Welcome on in and welcome to 2023, ladies. Happy New Year. I hope you have had the most fantastic Christmas break and you are ready and fresh for the year ahead. I think reflecting on the last 12 months, I think we can safely say that you have done a phenomenal job if you feel like you've just got through it, quite frankly. It's been fairly sort of tumultuous still for a lot of people. We've got a lot of uncertainty still. We're working from home. We're going back to work. We're hybriding. We're doing all sorts of different things whilst also juggling our lives And I think literally, you know, if you can take a deep breath and feel like you've done a great job, you're still sane (laughs) and, you know, you still feel like you're adding value at work. I think you're amazing. I think you're an incredible superstar. And honestly, it has just been such a full on experience. I've had so many conversations with friends of mine, but also with a lot of my clients about sort of just keeping your head above water and just feeling like, you know, you're just coping and just managing to get through the day. And look, if you're feeling like that, I think you are not alone at all. I think there are a lot of women who are in that space, trying to do a great job at work, trying to keep it together at home, trying to have a social life again. You know, we we missed out on so much of that in 2022, but I think, you know, it has been full on. And, you know, we talk a lot about ambition in our job and about driving for the outcomes that you want, but also we have to remember that we're human beings and that we have deep, deep needs too. And that these must never, ever be compromised in pursuit of something external to us. We must always be working on ourselves and identifying what it is we most need in life. And career can be one of those things. But in my view, certainly, and I'm a career coach, I don't believe it should be your everything because it's just giving too much of you away. And I think we have to be mindful that we need well-being and we need self-care and we need downtime and we need you know, space just to relax and meditate and do yin yoga, which is what I do. I love it. And you just need that outlet. You need to look after yourself and be um, mindful of what you most need. Now, at the beginning of the year, I always, always start with a what not to do list this year. And today is no different. It's the beginning of January 2023. I'm super excited. And I have got my list of three things not to do in 2023 as a career woman, as a woman with multiple interests, multiple talents. I'm here to tell you three things that I have seen from the last 12 months, if you like, but also ongoing as to what I think you should really not be doing. And then, of course, I will be looking at how we can rectify that and how we can look at things differently to support you in your life and and also in your career. So the first thing that I'm here to tell you not to do in 2023, if you want to be happy, fulfilled, successful, is not to internalize our own discrimination as women. Now, that sounds a bit of a heavy one to start with, but I really wanted to start with this one first. I thought, should I put it last and just sort of cushion the blow? But no, it's such an important one that we need to talk about. We need to be open about. We need to 
be bullish about because if we don't, who's going to, quite frankly? Bias is still a challenge that we are battling in the 21st century. Can you believe it? I remember having conversations with my mom about the sort of first wave of feminists, um, you know, relatives of ours who were campaigning for, you know, women to be able to right to vote in the UK. And it means that we're still battling with this, you know, first wave of feminism, second wave of feminism. And here we are now in the 21st century. We are still struggling with this. We are really still struggling with this issue. And it means that in some workplaces, of course, that women are still encountering comments like this that go along like these lines. You need to be louder. You know, you need to be more assertive. You need to be more confident if you're going to be seen as a leader or you're not quite the right fit for the role, despite all those reams and reams of qualifications and experience. You know, some women are still excluded from the conversation. They are still excluded from decision making tables altogether. Some women are passed over for promotion in favor of perhaps a less suitable male candidate who might be mates with the boss, for example, who might be seen as that safer option. I'm doing my kind of inverted commas fingers in the air at the moment. You can't see me because this is a podcast, but that safer option because he's just like the boss. So the boss looks at him and goes, you'll be the safe bet because you're just like me. I can rely on you. There's no, nothing scary about that decision if I put you in that role. That is called affinity bias, by the way, when somebody employs somebody in their own likeness because it feels safe, it feels familiar. But what this complex challenge does for so many women then is that they internalize the discrimination that is being thrown at us as women. And then we reach these kind of conclusions, whether consciously or not consciously, well, I must be the problem then. I'm not getting promoted. I'm not getting the pay rises. I'm not getting these opportunities. So I must be the problem. That's what I mean about internalizing the discrimination. You might say something like, I must not be very good at this. If I'm not getting the opportunities, I must be the problem. I must be not very good at this. Maybe I was passed over promotion because I'm just not good enough. Or I might just have to just work harder. That's the feedback I'm getting. I just have to work harder. These are all examples of when we internalize the discrimination, i.e. we take it on. We accept it. We take it on as part of our identity. We agree with it intrinsically and sort of say, okay, well, if that's the feedback, that's what's what, what I need to do. And I think, I don't know about you, but I feel like, you know, women this is a sweeping statement, but I feel like women are responsible, right? We take responsibility. When we get feedback, we really listen to it and we really take it on and we take it seriously. And we kind of go, well, if I'm not getting the promotion then because of that, then obviously I can do something to fix it. I must need to just work harder. I must do some work to fix it. And I think the reality is, is that we all know that women are good enough. Okay, there are still the, the stats are consistent year on year on year on year. Women are still the higher number, the higher percentage of people who graduate from high school. Women are higher in terms of their entry into university and their completion of university. And, you know, across the world, these statistics are across the world. Women are better educated. Women are actually better qualified. But we're operating still in this environment that is sometimes quite discriminatory, sometimes quite biased um, against, you know, against us. So what do we do? We have all the talent that we need, okay? So if you're wondering whether you need to have that extra degree or whether you need to have that extra qualification, have a think. Do you really need to have anything more? What you actually might need is more support 
to achieve your potential. Most people who achieve great things in life have support from the people around you. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether it's a hobby. It doesn't matter if it's something to do with your family life, your personal life, or your career. The people who succeed tend to have advocacy, tend to have sponsorship, tend to have support. So we'll come to that again in a minute. But I think that's such an important thing. Do not internalize discrimination around you. Okay, so the second thing that I want to bring up, which is slightly less heavy, but it's so, so important. And I had this that comes across my desk pretty much every single week, this idea that we are waiting around for recognition. Do not wait around for recognition. I see so many women in my coaching practice frustrated by the fact that they aren't getting the recognition that they want despite working the long hours, despite consistently delivering on key outcomes, despite giving their work their all, despite sort of just being so committed. So yes, some of this might be due to discrimination. It might come back to that first question, but it doesn't actually matter who you are. It is essential that you become your number one fan. It's up to you to champion your own projects, learn how to advocate for yourself and talk about and share your value. And when I talk about value, which I talk about in my presentations, my workshops, my keynotes, I see visibly a lot of people wince. Oh, I don't want to advocate for myself, Rebecca. I don't want to do it. I just want my work to speak for itself. I shouldn't have to do any of this stuff. They should just know what a great impact I'm making. And I hear you. A lot of people really resist this idea of talking about themselves, resist this idea of sharing their value. A lot of women say to me, I just don't want to come across as arrogant. It's the last thing I want to do. And quite frankly, if you have seen people doing office politics in a way that you hate, then of course you're going to resist that. And of course you don't want to be that person. So I'm here to reassure you that you can do it in a way that feels authentic. I have seen umpteen women over the last 14 years in my coaching business raise their visibility and raise their profiles and do it in a really authentic way. And they might be introverted, they might be quieter, but they're still managing to do it very successfully. So if that is something that is kind of an objection in your mind around, you know, seeking out recognition, I really want to let you know that you can do that really authentically and really confidently. I really believe that being humble is important. I really believe it's an important skill, but it can also be a barrier to raising your visibility. It can be a barrier to getting promoted, landing the pay rises that you really want. It's important to learn the skills to ask and ask unapologetically for what you want from your career. And that is why I'm saying to you, do not wait around for recognition because being the world's best kept secret is absolutely serving no one, least of all you. So let's get on to the third, do not. So in 2023, do not settle for mediocre opportunities. Do not do it. Do not, do not, do not, do not allow. How many women do you know who are currently frustrated by the lack of career opportunities around them right now? Maybe you're having conversations with your friends over drinks. Maybe they've been talking for a while now about how frustrated they are about the lack of opportunity around them. I can't see where I'm going to go. I can't see my succession. I can't see the progression. I'm just not growing. You know, how many women do you know like that? There are an awful lot of them around. Do you know of women, for example, who are in roles at least a step below or maybe a pay grade or two below where they absolutely should be? 
These are the kinds of women that I work with an awful lot. They're just in the wrong role or the wrong opportunity or they're being underpaid. Are you perhaps a woman or maybe you know somebody who's sort of just settling for an okay opportunity, you know, a career opportunity that doesn't really play to your strengths. It doesn't really ignite you, you know, it pays the bills, but it's not really what you want to be doing. It's not your greatest work. You're not really sort of proud of it. They're the kind of um, mediocre opportunities I'm talking about. Now, look, this is your career. You spend a third of your life at work, working, So this is your shot at finding meaningful work, meaningful work, work that you're really proud of every day, work that, you know, you go to work and you feel resourceful, you feel energized, you feel excited about delivering the outcomes that you're doing, and you feel valued for the impact that you're making. If there is absolutely one thing that I have seen in the last 14 years as a career coach for corporate women, it's that the women who thrive most are operating in environments and with leadership that values them and values their contributions. It's that combination of the two things. The people around them value them and the environment values them. And when I say environment, I mean culture. I mean, the culture that you're in celebrates your success. It wants you to win. It wants you to succeed. These are the environments and the cultures that we need to be seeking out. This is the opportunity. This is where we move from mediocre to something really quite exciting, really quite fulfilling, really quite enriching. That's really exciting to me. I don't know about you, but that's very exciting to me. So maybe you're saying to yourself right now, okay, I hear you, Rebecca. I really hear you, but I just can't leave the organization I work for to find more meaningful opportunities. I would love you to ask yourself a couple of questions. Okay. I want you to ask yourself, if you're in that position right now where you're going, look, I just can't leave the mediocre opportunity. This is it. This is it for me. There's nothing else out there. There's plenty of discrimination all over the place, Rebecca. This is a discriminatory environment that I'm in, but there are all sorts of discriminatory environments out there. If I leave here, it's not going to be any better out there. If that's on your mind, or if you're saying, I don't have the choice, I can't move, I can't leave. So I want to ask you this question, and I'd love you to spend some time thinking about this question and what it means to you. The question is this, what matters most to you? So when you're thinking of that question, what matters most to me? Okay, what matters most to me? You might be thinking, okay, what matters most is paying the bills, secure employment, looking after my dependents. Maybe you've got children, maybe you've got elderly relatives, whatever those dependents might be or whoever they might be. Okay, I'd love to ask you this. How could you still pay the bills, have secure employment, look after your kids or other dependents by also being in a job where you're valued? How can you have both? Some of us are genuinely constrained by our jobs and our options, but most people are not. Maybe staying stuck in this current role is not only doing you a disservice, but also those closest to you. Maybe settling for a mediocre career opportunity right now might mean you're depriving the world of your true potential. Sometimes we forget that we're needed. Our work is needed. Our expertise is needed. 
people need us. They need us to show up and they need us to demonstrate our full potential so that we can actually deliver and add huge value. Maybe we need to see the best of you. And maybe your current mediocre opportunity is not allowing us to see that. These are all ways to start challenging that thinking and to start helping you think outside of the square you have decided is your square. This is what it looks like for me. There's no options. Don't settle. You've got so much to offer and I just don't want you to settle. So it's 2023. Here we are. And as a career coach who believes deeply in seeing women achieve your full potential, I do not want you to feel invisible, undervalued, or unrecognized. I don't want you to miss out on promotions or pay rises that are actually the appropriate sum of money that you should be paid given the impact that you're making. I don't want you to be in a job or career that's neither exciting you nor playing to your strengths. And I absolutely don't want you to be doubting your value your worth, your contribution. You work really hard and you deserve the recognition that you absolutely need. So let's talk about how to make 2023 your year. Let's talk about how we can flip the things we've been talking about. Discrimination, waiting around for recognition, feeling like you're settling for something that's just a bit mediocre. Let's talk about how we can flip these ideas so that you can start really taking control of your career and start defining what you want to happen in the next 12 months and beyond. So my first flip for you, let's make 2023 your year. Instead of absorbing all that discriminatory nonsense, I'm just going to call it crap because that's what it is, about what women are and what women are not capable of, I want you to stop and challenge. So we're not just going to unconsciously just absorb and take on and own that discrimination, we're going to stop and challenge it instead. Sometimes, of course, we can work to be better. Of course, sometimes we can work on ourselves to be better. Sometimes we can work to create better outcomes for ourselves. Of course, that's true for all of us of all genders. But like sometimes there are those external barriers to our progress as women. Okay, so let's work hard to stick together, ladies, And let's not allow the discrimination and the bias to impact how we view ourselves. Let's not allow that discrimination to diminish our self-belief in our capabilities. You already have everything you need to be fulfilled and phenomenally successful. You already have it there. It's already there within you. And I don't want society or your work culture or whatever else to dictate your worth. Do you? I'm sure you don't want that either, but we have to become consciously aware of how we might be internalizing that feedback and that thought process. So what I I want you to think instead is this, how much of this perspective is really me? How much of that is fair? How much of that is warranted? How much of that is real? And how much of this is just actually an old-fashioned, outmoded view? This is the 21st century, ladies. We do not want to take on other crap that is not our crap. We have enough to be doing. We have enough to be dealing with. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be taking on other people's beliefs and thoughts and processes. 
as my own. If it does not serve me, if it does not serve my outcomes and my purpose and my joy in life, I don't want to take that on. I don't want to wear that hat. I don't know about you. All you have to do is you just have to stop and challenge it and throw off the hat. I'm not taking ownership of that. That's not me. That's more about you or society's view or some ingrained thought that's been around for way too long. And I'm not going to take ownership of that. Okay, the second flip. Instead of waiting around for recognition, ladies, seek it out. Ask for it. Arrange a salary review. Arrange a performance view. Talk about the KPIs you're hitting. Make it super clear to decision makers what you actually want from your career and get that support. Because I know a lot of women do struggle to advocate for themselves. It's exactly what we do here at Illuminate Personal Growth. We don't want you to be grateful for the role that you have. I want you to be asking unapologetically for the opportunities, for the roles, for the pay that you absolutely deserve. And if you want to find out more, check us out. Go to our website. It's illuminategrowth.com.au. There is a heap of information, heap of resources that are free on our website. Go check it out. Have a look. See what's there. The third flip. Okay. Instead of settling for mediocrity, Define what you really want from your career. Define what it looks like. Define what the opportunities look like, feel like, sound like. What will you be doing? What outcomes will you be delivering? What does it actually look like? Decide what you want to happen for yourself in the next 12 to 24 months. So much of what you want can become a reality when you actually just become really consciously aware and become really proactive about defining the outcomes that you're looking for in your career. So I really, really hope that you have enjoyed today's three things not to do in 2023. I feel very strongly, as I hope you've realized through today's conversation, about all three of those factors. And I think if you can start becoming really, really mindful and really, really purposeful about chasing down the opportunities and how can I deliver those opportunities, what does support do I need? If you can start doing those kinds of things and thinking in that way, you're already going to be streets ahead of most people and you're going to probably be streets ahead of where you were last year. So ladies, I hope you have loved today's conversation. I would love to hear from you if you want to talk about this some more. We actually have posted today's podcast onto our blog. You can go to illuminategrowth.com.au forward slash blog and you'll be able to find this episode there and share your comments, add your ideas, add your comments. I would love to hear your thoughts and your views on this topic. It's such an important topic. We need to be more purposeful. We need to be more aware and conscious about the decisions we're making, why we're making them, and what matters most to us. These things are really, really important questions to be asking. I so look forward to speaking to you super soon. If you want support in your career, the absolute best way to get started with us is to download one of our most popular resources. It is called The Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. You can get that um, resource straight to your inbox by going to rebeccasfreegift.com and it will wang its way straight to your inbox and you can be digesting all of those strategies. These are seven strategies that I have seen consistently work repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly over the years for women to help them really elevate their game, raise their visibility, build their executive profiles and get promoted with a whole heap of less effort. Lovely. I will speak to you really, really soon and you have the most fantastic week. 